Welcome to Identity Matters Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Finney, and I will be your speaker today. Every believer needs to understand who they are in Christ. In our series, Identity Theft, we'll do just that. Help each believer truly know who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us. Podcasters, we welcome you. We've been in the middle of a very exciting mini-series. You know that those of you who have been listening, we have been addressing the whole arena of millennials. And I just want to remind our listeners that there is a PDF file of the actual slides that our local congregation is, is watching tonight. You can find that PDF by literally going to www.iomamerica.org. And as soon as you go to that homepage, you're actually going to see the title of this message on the home page. You just tap on it if you're using a smartphone or click on it if you're using a different advice and it will take you to the PDF and you can print that off, you can save it to your your file or just look upon it as you are listening to the podcast. The title of this message is Authority starts at the throne of God. That's what you'll see on the title. And if you touch on that, you'll have direct access. Those of you who are listening to our podcast, I appreciate whether you're brand new to the podcast or you've been listening for a long time because I oftentimes get reminded by the Lord that I need to forewarn some of our listeners that I am not your average podcast teacher. I'm a little bit wired up, excited about the overflow of the Holy Spirit that needs to take place in the world. I get excited when I hear I've been in dialogue with Sean Hannity, and I keep throwing these these one-liners at him, see if he's going to bite at any of them, and I've been getting some responses back and forth, and He contacted me, he texted me this week, and he said, I I will be bringing up this topic on my show tonight. He said, why do we do that kind of thing? Because it needs to be done. We need to address this culture. The thing I'm hitting him on and a couple other newsy type of people is the whole idea that liberals or Democrats is what they're really wanting to go after, I put it in the terms of millennials, are actually embracing anarchy. Anarchy is affecting our government, and the government doesn't know what to do about it. We've never had this before. Not like this. This topic is affecting every culture in the entire world. Every government. So we have to talk about it. Before we do, I want to talk about our book of the week. Jane has a testimony on this little book. One of my mentors of many, many, many years is Watchman Nee. 
And Watch Nee is also a spiritual father to my spiritual father. And a couple of my spiritual fathers, Major Ian Thomas, was directly influenced by Watchman Nee. Dr. Charles Solomon was directly influenced by Watchman Nee. And I have sat under both of those men. I look forward to seeing Watchman Nee in the city of Zion someday. He writes, or actually would preach, whether he's using a pen to do it or his mouth to do it, like I do. He's very clear on the issues of authority. Now, Sit, Walk, Stand, which is the book that we're recommending this week, is not necessarily about authority, but there's really nothing you can read that he actually penned himself that doesn't deal with authority. As he himself has been imprisoned and tortured and whatever. Those of you who have spent time reading martyr stories, I love reading torturous stories about Christians because I get to actually see if they're really a Christian. Here is my test on whether the Spirit is being released in me or not. It's not the preaching. It's when I'm imprisoned. You can be imprisoned in your own bedroom, your own house, your own community. And to listen to or to read Watchman Nee, I can almost see him trapped in a cell with nowhere to preach the gospel. And it is bubbling up in him and he's wanting to let it out. And guess where some of us like to let it out? The pencil. You see, it's going on for the ages because the release of the Spirit happened in confinement. That's when you find out who's really, really filled with the indwelling life of Jesus. So it's a great little book. He did a lot of sitting, did a little walking from one wall to the other wall. He probably did a lot of standing too. But the release of the Spirit that took place through him that people are cherishing today is obvious. In fact, he wrote the book, Release of the Spirit. It's just scripture. You can find this little book by going on our website and go to the drop-down menu of resources. You'll see Book of the Week there. Click on Book of the Week. You'll, have, you'll see every single one of the books that we have made recommendations on. You just literally tap on or click on the book that you want to order. We don't get a penny for these books. We have over a 100 books on the Exchange Live posted from authors all the way back to the 1700s. We've recaptured their writings and we've put them into print by way of the Internet so that people can have access to them. We have emails that go out every week all over the world. As you know, we just won an international award for being one of the top 10 best email services in the world. Bless Jesus, it's not us. People are forwarding these emails. They're just writings from the old dead guys. It's authentic. It's real. It's back before everyone tried to impress everyone with big buildings. It's good stuff. 
check out some of those books. Hey, let's take a look at our scriptures for today that Steve read for us earlier. It's out of Romans 13, verses uh, 1 through 7. And it says there that let every person be in subjection to governing authorities. Now, I know how easy it is for you to let the human mind do most of the thinking here tonight. Please don't do that. When the word of God is spoken, it commands the attention of eternity. When God is saying, every person is to be in subjection, submissiveness to governing authorities. He's very serious. Do you know that Jesus could have called down the power of heaven when he was standing before the leadership that was about to give the orders to crucify him? One spoken word and he could have leveled the whole city. He could escape these horrible consequences. But he did not. He submitted to governing authority. But he made this distinct statement of clarity when he looked at the leader and he said, you can do nothing to me that my father has not granted you to do. Now this is a critical moment because he is in his most distressing moment. He had already been tortured and the muscle had been ripped out of his back and his body Who knows how much blood that he has lost by this point. This is a painful moment. And one of the powerful leaders throws this little little power play onto him and he submits. He doesn't fight it. But then he says in his little one-liner, whatever you do or want to do to me, Abba is in charge of it. That's how I read this. Most of us can't even submit to our bosses, let alone our pastors. Let alone God. He goes on and says, for there is no authority. Or Let's rewrite it like one of the new translations. For there is very few authorities. You mess with the word of God and you'll be deleted from the book of life. I pray for translators. I had one in my office who got saved, a translator. He didn't even know the indwelling life of Jesus and he was considered one of the better translators in America. Unsaved people who have no Holy Spirit manifesting through them are translating our Holy Scriptures. No wonder most people don't believe the word anymore. But he says right there, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God, not by Nero, not by Hitler, not by President Trump, not by anyone else that you despise. 
In fact, if you do hate our president, you need to get on your knees tonight. I didn't vote for this man. And the reason I didn't vote for this man is because some of the things that he is personally involved with and has been for many years. I know my candidates. I don't vote for the lesser of two evils. So I voted for a write-in. But I'll tell you what, anyone who knows me in my tweeting, I tweet the president three or four times a week. As you know, my mentor is in the process of being able to meet with the president to talk about the indwelling life of salvation. You see, you don't reject them. You use it as an open door. My conscience said I cannot vote for this man, but my life in Christ says go after him. Well, that's not how we function. We create anarchy postings to try to resist authority that is existing in front of us. Something's happening to America and other countries they've never seen before. It's because of this. You can 602 me right now. 602-292-2982. Text me your hate mail. You're a resistor of authority because you think you're God. You think your opinions matter to the world. They don't. See, if I share God's thoughts with Sean Hannity, because he's going to know where it comes from. See, my thoughts are not his thoughts, God. My ways are not his ways, God. So what I need to be sharing with people is the absoluteness of God's word. Who dwells in heaven securely on a throne? Who dwells within our mortal bodies in the form of the Holy Spirit and is very secure and cares not about your opinions or your degrees? I got more degrees and I have enough degrees to make my stomach ache. I was long respected in certain circles before I had any of those degrees because there was something about this young man that couldn't keep his mouth shut about Jesus. I want to be of John where they know that we are uneducated. They must have been with Jesus. I want people to hear certain comments to say, well, that certainly is not coming from his brain. There must be a mind of Christ coming out of him. Do you realize that 99.8% of Christians don't even know what it means to have the mind of Christ in you? They don't even know what that means. They quote it, they write books about it, they do all kinds of funky things about it, but they have no clue how to release the actual mind of Christ in you. And it's done very simply. Don't listen to yours. So the way you worship is you don't think about your hands. You don't think about your wiggles. You don't think about the noise. You don't think about anything besides the mind of Christ wants to serve his Abba through us. We're joining the worship of the Holy Spirit with the living God of the universe. Better yet, eternity. 
He says right here, Those who oppose will receive condemnation upon themselves. You know why people are filled with hate? Because they're fighting condemnation. And John, if you're listening, I will push that over and over and over again, that it's the, these rebellious people are fighting condemnation that they sense not from the Republicans. They're fighting the condemnation that they are sensing from God. And they're taking it out on government or parties or people. That's what's happening. You are staring at the most dangerous passages in the Word of God. The most offensive passage in the Word of God. Authority. Watch Mani lost a few fingers over this one. He goes on to say, Do you want to have no fear of authority? Most are walking around with t-shirts that say, fear this. Or I fear nothing. You talk about blatant godship. That's it. It doesn't get any more arrogant than that to say you have no fear. You cannot even acknowledge the existence of God without fear. Because fear is the beginning. It's the first place for knowledge of the holy. And our millennial generation is running around all over the place claiming they're afraid of no authority. We're going to throw gas bombs. We're going to break windows. We're going to tear down our government. We're going to get our president impeached. We're going to... I hear it on the news all the time of this young generation saying, the hell with authority. And I'm using that term properly. There is no authority in hell. Satan only has the limited authority he has to accomplish God's will. And then it'll be taken from him forever. Bad boy or not. Do what is good and you will have praise for the same. For it is a minister of God for you to do good, not to throw firebombs. If you do what is evil, be afraid. Well, who do you think you should be afraid of? The government's going to come after you? The wrath of God. Very difficult to understand, but I'm telling you, you'll be set free if you stick with these upcoming messages we're going to do on authority. These messages are going to go with the book. They're almost line for line in the new book we released called The Father, Authority of the Trinity, Refuting a New Kind of Christianity. Long title, I know, but it had to be said. So there's audios that go with this. There's a book that goes with this. There's a workbook coming in January of 2018 that's going to go with this. We're very serious about this topic of authority. 
I've already lost 70% of my listeners. Because if they even hear the words spoken, they go, oh, here we go. Well, I don't want to talk to you. I only want to talk to the ones that God has called forward to hear the message of truth. Because the deceived ones cannot hear because they're deceived. Turn your podcast off. This is a critical matter. He says, therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, submission, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. Where's the conscience in our society today? Look around, read the news, listen to the news. When a seared conscience goes from a person to a culture, the end times is knocking on your door. I'll say that one more time. When a seared conscience goes from a person's mind to a culture, the end times, Jesus' second coming is at the door. And I'm not talking hundreds of years. He's knocking. The last warning is being shouted. And I want to be a part of it. There are many of you preachers that preach on grace all day long, every day, and you write about it, you preach about it, and I say hallelujah. But you better not toss out the convictions of the Holy Spirit leading people to their knees for born-again salvation. To get the indwelling life inside you. Because that's what the gracealistic movement is doing. It's washing away decisions of salvation at 602-292-2982. God is a powerful God and He's moving in very powerful ways. Let's break it down a little bit. So why is it that His authority is so profoundly simple but so difficult to honor and to carry out or for someone to submit themselves to. There is no such thing as being your own authority. That's an illusion. It doesn't exist. It's just in a dictionary. It's actually in the Urban Dictionary. You won't even find it in Webster. It is an ideology today that you can be your own authority. That is laughable. God is never going to hand something down to you that he hates. So all of you are functioning under that ideology that there is self-authority. I am my own boss, I believe is the buzzword phrase. You're being lied to. You're a slave. You're either a slave to sin or you're a slave to Christ. Even after you become indwelt by the living God, you're still a slave. Paul said he was a slave to Christ, a volunteer slave. But see, what's the main topic worldwide and has been for many generations? Slavery. People hate being enslaved. Thus they hate authority. When they hate authority, condemnation comes down upon a nation. Then it comes to the people. That's how it works. If that's brand news to you, 
you might want to do a little more research in reading the word. God first places it on the nation. From the nation it goes to the people. The people rebel and start throwing firebombs, shouting their opinions as vapors. Their whole life, God said, is a vapor in his nostril. One vapor your entire life. So your picket signs mean absolutely nothing to the living God. been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.